Welcome to Let's Be Frank with Eric Reese. Topics we want to talk about and topics we don't want to talk about revolving around college. Hey there guys, welcome back to Let's Be Frank. Today we have your rally. Hey! And by popular demand, we got Eric Reese back. Hey, it's me. <laughs> Where have you been, loco? I have been waiting for the yeah, invitation. Yeah, Twilight, where you been, loca? Oh. The, um, I've been waiting and waiting. I was like, oh, we haven't started yet. And then I realized, oh, you guys are like halfway through the show. <laughs> yeah, well, this is our third episode of the this next like spring series. Okay. So we're not too deep into the into the. Series. Oh, it's deep. <laughs> it's deep. Uh, yeah, you missed us for our mini series. That was fun. I did hear the mini series. Uh-huh. I didn't hear the first two episodes though, so uh, I apologize for coming in this late. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. He's well, a busy man. He is. He is a busy man. That's why he got the title. As I'm looking at my email right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today, well, what we've been doing for this series, Eric, just to kind of loop you in, is it's more informational topics for students uh, based off what they might be doing this spring. So like our last two were self-care and SAT prep, all of that, because that's still mm. happening now for high school students. Um, getting them ready to you know, graduate, what to expect for this fall, essentially. Uh, Today, we're talking about financial literacy, but more specifically, how to read that award letter, what to expect from it, um, what, you know, what to ask, what, you know, basically just what do I do with this piece of paper that's telling me these amounts of, you know, awards and all of that. Uh, So to start out, I think we're just going to have you kind of talk about the award letters. I know you've had more time working with award letters. Um, what have you seen as a change in award letters? Uh, so just a point of clarification. So just recently, the federal government um, had a change to the term award letter okay. uh, in order to make it more uh, clarifying. So what, what they're calling it now is called an offer letter. Mm-hmm. Essentially, okay. that's uh, whatever the institution is able to offer the, uh, the, the student Uh, That includes the money that they are offering, the money that the government is offering, the money that the state is offering. Uh, So that is that. And then as well as the um, that includes the the offering of student loans and things like that. So that's the new terminology that people will be using. Um, So offer letters, which I'm still getting used to saying that uh, offer letters come in all different sizes. Uh, There are offer letters that will literally just tell you this is. This is what you're getting from us in scholarships. This is what you're getting from the government. Good luck, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there are very detailed offer letters that will that will go into like five pages of disclaimers. You know, we're offering you this, uh, but if you don't meet this requirement, or you don't meet this requirement, or you don't meet this requirement, or you don't meet this, and this is what the government's saying. And if you, um, you know, if things change, there's so many, so much language to that. Uh, and then there's offer letters that will say what you really want to, sh- what you really want to, uh, to see, and that is the. Um, not the what ifs, but. Not the not the what ifs, but this is this is how much school is going to cost you, this is how much money you're going to be getting. After that free money, this is how much is going to cost you if that's where mm-hmm. you stop. Mm-hmm. After that, this is how much is being offered with uh, from student loans, uh, because student loans are not 
mandatory to take. Uh, and then if you were to take out the, those max amounts, then this is how much money is left. Um, I personally like that kind only because it's very, uh, is detailed enough to be able to tell the student this is what you're getting and this is what you can get and this is how much school is gonna cost you for the, for the next year. Um, so when you get that piece of paper, and, and it gives you those numbers and things like that. There's a couple of things that are um, that you'll need to to uh, to see first. How much money the government is offering you, right? And is there a Pell Grant? Um, yes or no? That's free money. Is there a uh, if you're from the state of Illinois? Is there an Illinois Map Grant? Uh, that's free money. Um, and then on, and then after that is is there a SEOG? an SEOG grant. Those are usually for people that have a zero EFC, which I think we might talk about a little bit uh, in a little bit. Um, you know, all that is has to be taken as this is free money from the government or from the state. And, and this is not money that's going to be paid back uh, by the student. This is money that's going to be used to help you pay for school the following year. Uh, it is always on a yearly basis uh, because uh, things could change year after year. As you know, doing financial aid, they are, it's based off your taxes. Um, and so that can change every year. Um, after the, the free money, the free government money or the state money, then there is money that you would receive from the institution, right? That's your merit scholarship, your athletic scholarship, your uh, talent scholarship um, that you would be able to get. And then there's those outside scholarships. Like, so like if you apply for different organizations uh, for scholarships. So all the free money is put out there up front. Um, that's, that's what's usually on the offer letter. Once you take that, then the next line item is usually the student loans. Um, and there's typically um, $5,500 worth of student loans for your first year. Um, that's breaking, broken up into two different loans, subsidized and unsubsidized loans. Mm -hmm. You don't have to take out those loans, um, but it's uh, but then uh, that is what's being offered to you on the on the max level for for right now. Uh, and then the other thing that you would be able to see is possibly if you're eligible for work study. Uh, this is still causing confusion as to what work study is, how it's used, uh, the. Uh, but it's there because we are um, we are legally obligated to put it on there. Um, but um, depending on the school and how they use it, typically what this means is that you are eligible for an on-campus job, and this is the amount of money that the government is helping the institution pay the student. So it's not a scholarship. It's not given to you for a tuition discount. It's if you get a job on campus. Yeah, that is when it's even sometimes added to your own like tuition bill to help you with that it's given out as a check sometimes as well yes yeah so it depends on the institution they might just lower your tuition mm -hmm. amount or they or what I prefer is they would just give it to you in a check like a regular job yeah. for you to use for whatever reason that is still on the offer letter uh, for you to accept or decline um, once that once that that uh, you reach down to the bottom of that offer letter, that's going to ask you, you know, do you accept or do you decline um, uh, this offer letter? And accepting means that you would that you would accept either the full amount that's being offered, or you can also accept partial. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, those free that free money you're going to accept fully, but the but the loans or the work study even you can accept partially, if that's what you would. Um, 
um, if that's what you would prefer. Um, so you really got to take that piece of paper and just take the jargon out of it, right? A lot of schools will put a lot of jargon in there for, uh, you know, to cover their butts, right? To, to be able to make sure that they're not offering something that they shouldn't to somebody that shouldn't get it, right? Yeah. That's why those disclaimers are there um, and, and, and all that. But ultimately, you should be able to know at the end of the day, if this is, if you stop looking for more money, once you get that offer letter, if you stop, this is how much it's supposed to cost you. It should tell you how much it's going to cost you. Uh, of course, not not a uh, concrete number because there's still course fees and things like right. that from the bill, but it should give you a pretty good estimate uh, within a, within a thousand or two as to how much it's going actually going to cost. And that's when then you can compare apples to apples and say, okay, this is how much it'll cost here. Well, that's it's so it's super important to compare apples to apples uh, and not compare apples to oranges. Apples to oranges would be would be saying comparing the scholarship letter that you received and saying that oh this school offered you twenty thousand dollars and this other school offered you twenty five thousand dollars. That is actually comparing apples to oranges because you don't know how much that institution is actually going to be able to offer you at the end of the day. Right, or how much the tuition is. Even if you think that it's about the same, it might not be. Yes, two schools could offer you both $20,000, but one school tuition is $7,000 more than the other, mm -hmm. right? So that doesn't make a difference. Going back to the, to the other example, one school offers you 20,000, the other school offers you 25,000, and you're thinking, oh, they're offering more money, but at the end of the day, they're actually $5,000 more expensive anyway. So the bottom line is zero. Like they're, they're offering the same, mm -hmm. the same amount. So that's why the offer letter is super important to be able to see exactly apples to apples, how much a school is actually offering like you. You mentioned scholarship letter, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can kind of put a step by step, what would be the first thing a student would receive after they're accepted? So um, depending on the institution and how they process, once you're accepted, the next thing that comes would be the scholarship letter if that's what they offer. There are some schools out there that will that will hold a scholarship letter until they get your financial aid, but essentially um, most institutions will provide a scholarship amount that this is, hey, congratulations, you've been accepted, here's the amount that we're gonna be able to offer you. Um, or they'll say, hey, congratulations, you've been accepted, here are some five scholarships that you are potentially eligible for, please apply for these, and then we'll let you know which ones you uh, you get. Uh, you get that. What's not part of that offer is the potential institutional grants mm -hmm. that are being offered at the offer letter stage, at the financial aid stage. So that's why. Uh, so, for instance, for us, um, we can offer a scholarship, but there's many times where we can offer an additional ten thousand dollars of USF grant. Yeah. Right, that people don't know that, but it's based off of what uh, their financial aid, if they're need-based, uh, or gap, if they're living gap. on campus, things like that, trying to help close that gap. So you can't compare scholarships. You can't compare tuition prices. You have to only compare offer letters. Okay, and so then, uh, going with all of that, so you mentioned 
the Pell, the MAP, SEOG, loans, all of that. So we've established that, that scholarships, there's a merit-based scholarship that would come from your grades. Usually, typically, that's how it would work, and that's usually offered just with your transcripts and or potentially at your scores or anything like that. Test optional. Yeah. It's essentially so, the easiest scholarship you can get. Yes, and then most schools would offer this. Um, and so then after that, though, for the Pell and MAP grant, so where would you find that? Because I have a lot of families who'd be like, okay, they did the FAFSA or they filled out this FAFSA form, but what actually comes from that FAFSA form? Like how do they determine? Yeah. So so the Pell grant is for those families that are um, that have a lower EFC. Um, so please remember that a lower EFC doesn't necessarily mean that they are that they are lower income families. Right, because there could be a family with a with an income of a hundred thousand, but they have five kids, right? Which is very different than a family with that earns a hundred thousand with one kid or no children. Um, so you you got to understand that. EFC means what? So EFC uh, EFC is also causing causes some confusion because it is stands for estimated family contribution, but I need to push hard that it does not mean that that is what the family is expected to contribute, right? So if you have an EFC of 7,000, it doesn't mean that the family has to pay $7,000 to that school, right? What it does is the EFC, which is why we just call it an EFC, it's just a number. It's just a number that we take from our cost of attendance. Cost of attendance can be, is more than just tuition, tuition, room and board, uh, personal needs, books, estimated books, all those things. So that's a much bigger number. And we take that EFC from that number, and then that's the gap that we need to try to fill out. Okay. So when you fill out the FAFSA, uh, for those eligible for the FAFSA, when you fill that out, at the end when you submit, there should be an EFC amount on there. Okay. If there is an EFC amount, and it's typically, you know, maybe I think I don't know what the exact number is. Maybe it's less than seven thousand. Maybe it's less than six thousand. But if it's uh, um, in the lower in the lower numbers, um, then it will tell you you are eligible for a Pell Grant of this yeah. amount. It'll tell you that amount on the FAFSA. That means every single college and university that receives federal funding is going to offer you that Pell Grant, mm -hmm. no matter what. Okay. The MAP grant, nobody necessarily knows because that's not that's not uh, federal. It depends on the state. You won't know that until um, until you are getting your offer letters from that that same state. So here in Illinois, if you receive a MAP grant, let's say we send an offer letter for a MAP grant of five thousand mm -hmm. dollars, that means any school that you go to in the state of Illinois, you will also be receiving that five thousand dollars. So there is no like this school will offer this much and that school will offer that much and with these two fun with these two monies, um, every school. So if you're getting eleven thousand dollars from Pell and Map, you're getting eleven thousand dollars at every single institution in the state of Illinois for the same amount. Okay. Okay. Um, that's the same with the SEOG. Uh, SEOG is federal, uh, and that's typically for those with a zero EFC uh, or the highest need uh, students. Um, and let me just reiterate again, I know I just said it, but if you have a higher income or higher income than, than if you believe you have a higher income, it does not mean that your EFC is going to be high. 
Okay, there's a lot of different factors that go that go into it. Yeah, that's why they don't just ask you for the taxes and stuff like right. that. They ask you all these questions and all these series of questions. Lots that's of questions. Yeah, 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 and and so I've seen, I've heard unfortunately many times that that families will say, oh no no no, I make too much. Okay, but at the end of the day, let's say the government doesn't offer you any of that additional help. The institution could still offer you right. additional help. You know, so we have our institutional need-based grants and, and things like that. We offer it for those that, uh, for higher than just Pell-eligible uh, students. Yeah. Uh, so, so then what that would mean, like when somebody's asking me for more money, the first thing I'm going to ask them is, well, what are you getting from the financial aid? And if they are not deciding not to fill out the FAFSA, um, then it's really hard for me to determine what your financial need is. Yeah, or to advocate for you to try to see if we can give you any additional Sure, money. any kind of enhancements, any kind of adjustments in scholarship, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. Those things happen at many schools. You know, so if you're, all, the, all that I would ask is that the financial aid process is a free process. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything to try to do it, so why not? Yeah, and especially if it's your first time. Especially so if people, it's your first time. just assume automatically that they're not, that it's not going to be worthy, uh, worth it for them to fill it out. But I always tell students, uh, well, you know, there are student loans that are still offered mm-hmm. through there. Yeah. Actually, um, so. I, heard, I heard of a, so somebody, somebody fill out the FAFSA, uh, and, and they didn't get any monies, Right, uh, didn't get any monies, and the institution didn't provide any any uh, gr- additional grants, just a scholarship. Well, what happened from that school? They decided for the first two years, okay, they filled out f- for freshman year, they didn't get anything, so they didn't fill out sophomore year because they said, oh, it's going to be the same, and they didn't fill out junior year di- and, because it was going to be the same. But then by the time they were a senior, they were like, they, this tuition has risen by three or four thousand dollars, and and so they were they they were guided to fill out the FAFSA, just see what happens. And what they realized is because tuition rose that much, they were actually able to get an additional five thousand mm. uh, dollars from of free money, just because tuition went up. So just yeah. because yeah, not um, necessarily any other factors really took into place. It wasn't a change in jobs or anything right. like that, right? No, no, the, the job pay was the same and, and, and all that. They just increased, uh, the the need had the need gap had increased, so which is why they, the help came in. Now, they could have gotten help junior and sophomore year mm-hmm. too, but they, um, but we won't ever know that now because they're graduated, you know. That wasn't here, that was at a different school. Our tuition hasn't increased that much. <laughs> No, but same goes for, like, if you have a sibling that is about to co- go into college as well. Um, so that would really make maybe an impact. It's it's not a for sure thing, but it might yeah. have an impact. So let's say your EFC was 10000 for mm-hmm. your freshman year. Mm-hmm. Well, then next year you have a sibling that's going to, going to be coming, and they're going to be going to the same school, uh, or even in general. Uh, they don't have to be going to the same school. You're going to have two people in college. Well, the... Technically speaking, that 10,000 EFC just got divided in half. Yeah, so now you're at 5,000 each, and they both yeah. get Pell, and they both get MAP. You just got yourself an additional $11,000. Now, granted, both of them are going to college, but hopefully 
they are getting some merit scholarships or talent scholarships or athletic scholarships or things like that where it's going to be possible. And that's why, like, in, even if it is just the loans, you know, sometimes you need a little bit more and thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to have to apply for these specific, like, student, federal student loans or, you know, go, go into, like, a just even, like, a higher interest rate, things like that. Those, those kinds of benefits are just good to have as a backup plan, too. For sure, sometimes. for sure. Do you think one of these one of these days we'll talk about uh, student loans, like specifically just student loans? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We I know we still have another episode after this that's still within the financial realm, so we can kind of fit that in on um, our next episode. Okay. All right. Just uh, there's a lot of misconceptions with student loans, so that's why yes. uh, when people get these offer letters, they're I understand they're trying to get it, trying to figure things out before loans, which is which is great. That's the way you should do it, but they the can't be afraid yeah. of loans. Exactly. Uh, so I guess I know we're kind of going down to our time here, but to kind of open the discussion up. So I got my award or my offer letter. So I'm looking at, oh, whatever I was offering myself. Well, let's say there is still a gap. What should a student do? What should they not be afraid of asking or doing after they see that and just say, oh, you know what? I, I can't afford this. Yeah, so, so that's the unfortunate part. People will normally take that piece of paper and they say yes or no, right? Yeah. Instead of saying, is there anything else? What else can I do? All they literally have to do is just talk to us again. Talk to either the admission counselor or the financial aid counselors and, and say, you know, is, is there anything that we're missing? Anything that, that could potentially change? Um, is there any other opportunities, you know, and the, I mean, for, for the student, they need to be able to communicate with their families to say, what can we afford, right? And be able to say it honestly, what can they, what can they afford? And then trying to get that gap. So let's say there, there's still a balance of $10,000, okay? $10,000 uh, after student loans. Well, and they say they, they can probably afford maybe $500 a month. Let's say that's $500 times 10 months, that's $5,000. So they're trying to close that $5,000 gap, yeah. okay? Then all they need to do is just contact their admission counselor financial aid, say, is there any way that we can try to close that $5,000 gap so that we can at least make this work? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you want to get the whole 10000 Try yeah. to try to figure out, but piece piece by piece, right? And then what could happen? Maybe we find out that the parent has bad credit. Well, if they do have bad credit, they can't take out a PLUS loan. They would have gotten denied, mm-hmm. right? So that gives the student another increase of $2,000. Or, I'm sorry, $4,000. $4,000. So there's, there's okay, now there's 4000 Now you're not looking for five. You're looking for one, yeah. right? Can the institution provide something for $1,000? Possibly. Maybe the maybe there's a chance to be a manager for an athletic team, right? Our managers can sometimes get up to five thousand dollars. Boom, there you go. Um, you have to take that out in loans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you would. Uh, maybe we find out that you're actually a singer, and you didn't know that there was scholarships for that. Boom, there's another three thousand dollars there, mm-hmm. right? Um, you could um, you could have attended the scholarship competition and maybe there might be an adjustment there based on the interview that happened. 
maybe there was uh, an outside scholarship that we that we know that we partner up with and they can get that scholarship and there that could be an additional thousand two thousand you just never know yeah, right but that's why it's really important for us as counselors or admissions counselors not counselors to be able to like get to know you as a student and see what your strengths are what your weaknesses are and be able to say okay well this is where we can you know find these resources for you you're not alone in trying to search for these you know outside scholarships or just internal scholarships as well yeah if, if they're not willing to talk to the admission counselor or the financial aid counselor then you could potentially be losing out on a lot of money mm-hmm. right let us be the one to tell you if this is it this is all we can give you yeah. but then we'll probably tell you but next year you can also apply for this this and this and that yes that's right. super important. Most of the time, too, we think that whatever the amount that you're going to get or, you know, your offer letter is reflecting would be um, what we have for freshman year, and it's going to remain the same till your senior year, but... That is not the case. No. Right? You can... No. People get more money when they are already in college. So yeah. you can... Uh, yeah, you should definitely consider... Just have the com- conversation. Just ask. Did you guys have any advice or any last minute comments or about just the offer letters or just financial aid itself? Yeah, I would highly suggest to, to when you get an offer letter and, and to not just try to read it by yourself, I yes. would highly suggest to contact the school and say, hey, be frank with me. What does this mean? Yeah. Right. Be, you know, be upfront. Be, you know, get, take away the jargon. How much do I have to pay for school? And we should be able to answer that question. Right, and don't feel like you're gonna like you're dumb or something for not understanding all these different types of offer letters because every school is different, and we want to be sure that we can compare apples to apples if that's what you're looking to do, or if you already kind of know where you want yeah. to go, then it's just still getting down to the nits and grits and like how much is college going to be for me? How much is it going to cost to me? Yeah, yeah. Don't and don't get uh, don't get up get caught up in the jargon or the marketing either. You got to realize that there's a lot of fluff there, trying yeah. to make you feel good and things like that. At the end of the day, you just need to know how much it's going to cost you. Yeah, yeah. And and then obviously there would be always that potential negative, you know, conversation of you know if things can happen. Uh, but that's why we're we're also here to have that, you know. Because uh, you don't know if it can or cannot happen for you without yeah, asking yeah. first. And that's the hope is that is that we're hoping that you don't take it as negative conversations that, oh, I'm sorry, we can't help you anymore. It's no, we want to tell you what the realization is, what the real part is so yeah. you can make a good decision. Right. Yeah, okay. So um, any other comments, Yorali? No, it's just about, yeah, like you, I was just going to add on that even if it's not the decision that, we want as admissions counselors, yes. like we want you all here. But if it's if it's gonna be just having that frank conversation and trying to see what we can do or where we can also have you stay before maybe transferring in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, today's episode was just kind of on the offer letter. I know Eric came in. He talked a lot, like we said. Sorry. Put a bet on that. I think. The <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's good information. Obviously, it's still a lot of probably, a lot of jargon. So at the end of the day, if you learn something, it's just ask us. 
if you're confused or don't know something, just ask. Um, and we're you know here to answer for that, uh, answer you any questions you may have, um, and all of that. And you know hopefully every school is like that for you as well, uh, willing to talk to you about everything. Uh, but next episode this one will come out you know on Wednesdays we're doing them on Wednesdays still um, the next one we'll talk about tips and tricks on financial aid stability in college and just maybe things that maybe worked out for us personally or didn't or we learned too late um, and we'll dive into the loans as well since I know that one is a big topic itself and why you should or should not or when you should or you know basically just anything about loans itself um, and then hopefully Eric will join us again. Well, I was just going to ask, am I going to get invited again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you had a lot of information on it, and anything in financial literacy. So that's why we really wanted you to do You have the history connect. on that. Oh. You have the... Uh, experience. Yes, yeah, so the experience <laughs> in all of this. Um, no, and yeah. we, I think the audience missed you. Everybody I else. I depending on how many listens we have on this one then we might bring you back <laughs> right right <laughs> see if anybody dropped off near the after oh eric's back let me just oh, yeah. let me just we, stop this we can see that right? i appreciate <laughs> you at least trying to get me back in <laughs> well with that being said if you guys have nothing else to say my voice is going away yeah uh, why don't you sign us off your because i I'm all right gonna, well, as Crystal says, we have to stay frank, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.